welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Emily. I'm Joan of Heart. And it's it's just a LaCroix. <laughs> I uh, if you're listening to this there's a video version on Spotify and YouTube and I just cracked yes. a can into the mic before I made it <laughs> live you cracked a cold one <laughs> but we are back from Nam. I don't think anyone we know got COVID so already an improvement on last year's name <laughs> yay <laughs> my greatest fear did not happen <laughs> I know well it, you know we uh we recorded the podcast last week on the second day of the event, yes. our third day there, and kind of early. <laughs> so there was still <laughs> a lot, lot to be seen, a lot to have experienced. So um we thought we would take this time to kind of share our thoughts on some of the other things that happened. And they were cool. Like uh, for example, uh the people who own T-Rex uh have created this Benson echo wreck like a new one but based on the old one but better than the old one it's $2,100 which for like something that's obviously meant for a studio I I thought it was going to be more expensive obviously that's still a lot of money but for (laughs) for what it is a fraction of the cost of the old ones and actually works yeah no I mean I walked by it I took some like video but uh I had wished that I actually got a moment to play it. I know you did. So that's I was just like, oh, I hope we talk about it because that thing was amazing. I was like, regardless of the price tag, I was like, that thing is just like, yeah, even like the T-Rex and just watching the fact that physically they're there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was it was really, really cool. Uh, surprisingly intuitive. I don't know why. I just thought it would be kind of, there's so much o- over-engineered stuff these days. Yeah, there that is. That it's easy to... Um, you know expect that something's not going to just be like make sense under your Mm -hmm. fingertips and it really did but I wasn't even going to walk over there but I was talking to Mallory from Reverb she's the one who uh did the whole unmanned mission thing with uh yeah so that was really cool um and she actually came up with the name of that too which I thought was awesome but yeah we were walking around she's like I really want to go check that I'm like me too (laughs) that sounds really (laughs) awesome let's (laughs) go Yeah, so I mean, the, the last day took it a little bit easier. Well, it was our last day. Neither of us went on the Saturday. No, no, like uh, I think it was Haley from Rocket Music. She was like, "Oh, going today." I was like, "I've already been there three days, Haley. <laughs> like, I, I, I have seen as much as I could, and the, the body is just telling me no today." <laughs> yeah, I think. I like the way that we did it. We, I do you know, too. Yeah. You know, we're traveling all the way to Anaheim. I don't want to spend most like the whole day every day. In the convention. In... Yeah. Exactly. So we, you know, uh, we'll talk. We'll get back to, to the last day of Nam later. Um, Saturday, personally, yeah. I don't remember a lot from it. The last day was kind of, I was already tired. But uh, Saturday, some of our friends had an event off campus and we went yes. to that uh, basically for lunch. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was the effector uh, market. And uh, yeah, um, got to see uh, the guys from Old Blood Noise Endeavors. You know, there was Maris there. There was... Uh, Empress. Let me see. Empress was there. Chase Bliss was there. Ron um, Snyder from uh, Electronic Audio Experiments yep. was there. He was there as well. 
And uh, yeah, Philippe I got to play Herndon some from Caroline. Did you already say Caroline? That? Yep. Yeah, it was my first time meeting Philippe, and immediately he gives me this big bear hug and picks me up off the ground. And <laughs> <laughs> a lot of you know if you've watched this podcast before, but he support he sponsored the refinish of my Gatlinburg awesome. Fever Dream B Bender. Um, we both got the same gold. And he has a strat style, and we called him the Golden Girls. And he he brought his, he brought his Golden Girl. So I got Aww. to play it, and he said he didn't have to tune that thing one time. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about GNLs, and it's just like they're not they're not cool. Let's like let's not ever pretend they're cool, but they are phenomenal. Like they're higher end stuff, especially phenomenal. He's had this strat style since I think the nineties. And he's just like it that that thing it doesn't go out of tune. It plays great. It felt really cool. It sounded great. Wild guitar, man. Nice. It's just a a farce. More people don't play them really, but no, I haven't. Yeah, I don't typically see them like in any of the stores, so I haven't been able to try one out. Yeah, that's part of the problem. You can find them real <laughs> cheap at pawn shops usually, which is a shame. They were actually GNL was on a list of like guitars with the worst resale value. Really? Yeah. And they they seem if I remember correctly, they're probably one of the bigger names on that list and probably one of the more well-made instruments. Hmm. But I think they're just more I think they're more popular in certain regions, but um I don't know which ones. I think God, I feel like they might be kind of popular in Australia where it's impossible to get fenders for an affordable price which is you know weird but the truth hmm. yeah yeah but the effector marketplace you got to to meet uh some of your people you talk to a lot and people i've talked to yes. but not as much <laughs> as you have yeah um i got to meet with dan uh chat with him for a bit i got to talk dan, to dan from uh, old blood noise endeavors yes old blood noise endeavors uh brady we talked for a little bit but uh yeah Dan is very tall, and I kind of knew this, but standing next to him, I really didn't know from the difference <laughs> between my height. I, I, it was nice to have someone to look up to that day. <laughs> he is like six seven or something. He's, you know, I, I honestly didn't know he was that tall. No. Did you have any idea? No, I didn't. No, I mean, even like when you see like on YouTube and stuff like that, you're like, I mean, it, it's. Everything, I guess, looks a little bit, you know, the the rooms look a little bit different as opposed to real life. So, I mean, you know, Dan fit perfectly, you know, obviously in the frame of YouTube, you know, he couldn't really tell, you know, how, how tall he was in relative to everyone else. Um, but yeah, I think everybody kind of ends up looking like whatever height you kind of expect them to be. <laughs> I, I, a woman I work with once said she thought I would be like 5'2". I'm like, I'm, a, I'm 5'7". Wow. Yeah, I think I heard. I think I heard maybe a few people say that they thought I would be a little taller, and I was like, "No, I am small. I am very like, um, I am very forward in the fact that I am small." <laughs> yeah, that's that's cool. <laughs> I, I I know lots of small people. It's fine. It's I've right. got it's right. there's lots of little people. You know, we all work together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh it was really cool to talk to john snyder from yay e which is actually kind of hard to say and play some of his his puddles obviously halberd, i i demoed yeah, yeah halberd, i demoed the yeah. halberd i demoed the halberd 
um, back when it, the V1 came out, and this was mm. my first time playing with the V2. I was like, God damn it, it is so much better. It's, it's the first so time I ever played it in general, yeah, because I've heard everyone talk so much about it and how good it is. And I was like, as soon as I walked up, I was, I was like, oh, I'm going straight for that one first because that's always what I hear people talk about. I played the longsword, a uh, friend lend it to me, and I like that. But yeah, I really wanted to at least hear that one. And yeah, it is everything that everyone said. It sounded so, so good. It, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I love that overdrive so much. I mm. Uh, I put it on my Sunday crush board and the reason it doesn't make it to like the secondary boards I do for one-off gigs is because I, I just, it belongs on that board and it belongs on my main board. I'm not going to stay here. You go nowhere else. <laughs> exactly. And I've been complimented on that tone a lot. So nice. A plus pedal. Uh, gotta, gotta say um, the original still great. The new one. I mean, just, <laughs> Uh, yeah, just one of the best overdrives I think I've ever played. And he had a lot of other cool stuff on his board that I hadn't been able to check out. And he has some, something new and he was showing me all the sounds on that. And, um, it is extremely impressive. The, the new pedal, uh, just like he was, he had some like MIDI presets or something. He was going through them. I'm like, I don't know how, how, how you get one pedal to make all these different sounds, but he does. He does a really good job at it. Oh, yeah. No, I played quite a few uh, pedals on that that pedal board. And, yeah, the Dude Incredible was great, too. Um, yeah, I just pretty much went like, what does this do? What does that one do? Um, it was really great. Um, he really does really incredible job. Yeah. Um, the other one that I was able to try when I went over the Empress booth that I really appreciated being able to try um, was the uh, Reverb and the uh delay of the big oh box. yeah but, yeah those ones i was just like i know a lot of people compare the two of course like if you don't have like a and you know big box like the empress was the other ones that kind of as far as sound quality and whatnot that people love that was the other um brand or variety of pedals that people usually gravitated to so i was like okay let me let me try these out and i know it's dangerous for me too you know <laughs> <laughs> so uh, i ended up trying both the reverb um and yeah i loved everything i heard out of them i mean even like the presets that they had and each preset had like more than one even presets in each, I each know. mode it's like and each, I thought yeah was, each mode had three settings yeah, yeah. at least and it was three. always like analog yeah it was like analog digital like tape it was kind of like uh each one was segregated by that with i guess the algorithm and how it affected that um it was really great. Um, I had a lot of fun, and I think I probably spent a lot of time there. Uh, and we were both basically chatting and uh, finding some great sounds on all of them. But I eventually uh, made it over to the Chase Bliss booth, which was great because I finally got to play a little bit of the new mood, which was really great. Yeah. Sorry, I did just yawn off camera. I'm, <laughs> I'm very tired. I have okay. not stopped okay. since we got back. From yeah, I have it either. Sam, and I, I had to wake up early. We're recording this later in the day because I had to wake up early yeah, for a nine a.m. band rehearsal for a gig I have on on May fifth, and I thought it was going to be my only rehearsal with them. <laughs> so I was up real late the night before, like getting the songs down. Then I was up real early, and I'm so tired. I walked. Yeah, can we can we do later? I'm like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. So. uh <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, you played the Mood Mark II. Uh, I didn't. I didn't even do that. So can you tell me about the stereo spread? I, I've no. kind of avoided demos because I kind of wanted to play it first, and then I just didn't get around to it. Um, they had it uh, in mono, but I mean, oh, as really? far as like. Yeah, they had it in mind. Oh, um, I don't. I that's fine. No worries. I didn't get over to their board. <laughs> yeah, it, it happens. I mean, there was so much. I mean, and even like with each booth that I went to, because I played, I think a major. I kind of hit almost every. I think I hit everyone except Caroline. Um, but I kind of also like talked. We tried things and stuff. So I engaged in each one. So I felt like I was playing more than I was socializing at some point because it's me it's like pedals hello sorry the world doesn't exist <laughs> yeah and like, at the same time we only we knew we only had like three hours yeah. there we got there early to eat by the yep. way it was at one place called Windsor Browns and that sandwich was amazing <laughs> mine was I, got great. The, I think mine was the BLT variety and it was pretty good yeah yours had a lot of lettuce on it Oh yeah, no, I was I was eating I was eating a full garden of uh <laughs> but great, you know, like a rabbit, you know, I like sandwich is great. <laughs> yeah, I I got a veggie sandwich and it was so, so good. I'm like, man, sandwiches shouldn't be this delicious. Ugh. And be so far away. <laughs> I am so I want I wish I could make sandwiches like that at home. But yeah. then our at a point our partners pulled us away and shuffled us into a <laughs> lift because you know yes. they support us, but that, that the NAM thing is extremely not Rick's jam. I can speak for Rick. I, I I would say at one of the points where we were at a event or gathering, um, I looked over and I saw both Carlos and Rick at like the table together. <laughs> that was Saturday. I remember seeing them. And then, I, and, then I, and then I was like, I want to stay a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, they were both at the table. And I was like, oh, is this, is, this is like the trophy husband's table. <laughs> <laughs> they just sit together and entertain. <laughs> you know, Rick. The thing is, Rick. Rick knows some of knew some of the people there. Like he talked to Haley for a while, and uh, he really liked the guys from Scythe Guitars. Hmm. Oh yeah, those Han. guys were great. At, at yeah. one point, I think we were like, you know, singing like Kansas for a bit. It was funny. Oh my god, there was a lot of singing that night. <laughs> but uh, they wanted to find karaoke at a bar so badly. Oh. <laughs> I would, and, I would love that. And then uh, Charles Henry and Ryan from Demos in the Dark and Kai Brewster. Yeah, so we, are, we talked about Kai's name tag already. But uh, yep. no, hanging out with them is great. And I uh, I forget if it was Sean or Mark that Rick was talking to. My husband's from Missouri. They're in Kansas City. And mm -hmm. uh, they knew they had a mutual friend. <laughs> oh, my God. What a small world. It's a small state. <laughs> Like uh, they, so my husband grew up in Columbia, Missouri. This is going to be very, very exciting for the Midwestern contingency of this podcast audience. Uh, but yeah, my husband grew up in Columbia. Well, I forget which side, brother. I'm sorry, I just don't remember. Uh, I think it was Sean. Uh, had worked at the downtown Shakespeare's Pizza, and that is the Shakespeare's Pizza where I got very drunk on like five dollar um, Hendrix and tonics. And I uh, went back to the hotel and bought a bunch of puddles and a stuffy from Pelican Noise Works. <laughs> like <laughs> 10, 10 or 11. It wasn't even that late. <laughs> we were going to my sister-in-law's wedding the next day. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, that's definitely a story. It is a story. It is a story indeed. Um, but then I saw Char Charles at the uh, airport. We hung out at my gate for a, for a while. Holy shit. That's actually a pretty nice coincidence. 
It was. We were, I was walking around playing Pokemon Go in the airport. <laughs> and I look up and it's Charles and we start talking. He's like, do you want to hang out? I'm like, yeah, my gate's like five feet that way. Nice. Yeah, it was cool. It was really cool. Were you, were you teaching him the ways of Pokemon going? <laughs> no, I don't remember what we talked about, which is how you know it's a good conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like when you can really like take note take like make a checklist later of everything you talked about in a conversation it it means that you probably had to think about things to talk about during in that between, conversation yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my take on it but um yeah uh so we pl- we did play pokemon go at downtown disney with our partners yes. and uh that was a lot of fun <laughs> uh it was a togetic community day yes, and it was. uh I had not been to downtown Disney in Anaheim before, so it was pretty cool to go to that. Yeah, no, it was my first time, too. Uh, and uh, we walked around. It was actually pretty nice. Uh, and uh, the weather was not as blistering cold. It was <laughs> in, hot. In the sun. It was hot in the sun. No, in the sun, it was good. I felt, I, I, I felt a little bit warmer in the sun, but in the shade, I was freezing. <laughs> well, at least you had your Nam sweater. Yes, the Nam sweater that didn't have any pockets and didn't yeah. have any drawstring. Joe and Carlos. <laughs> so Joe, Joan and her partner both got Nam hood zip up hoodies. They they seemed to be the same product when we were yeah. buying them, but Joe's came from the women's section. Carlos's came from the men's section. His had more features. <laughs> Yes, it's a regret. We, no one of pockets. The, none no, at all. No pockets none. in a zip up hoodie. I Yeah, I I was I, one of the nights that we were walking from like one of from dinner and it was like what a 20 40 minute walk and it was freezing. Oh my god. It was, and with the wind it was gust, to walk we shouldn't have been walking. <laughs> And, but like the the hoodie that I couldn't pull clothes was acting like a parasail, so I couldn't oh. put my hands in my pocket. So I was holding it over my head oh. and putting it under my head like it was one of those old like old women. Oh my god! And yes, I look I looked I looked really pitiful. <laughs> you know, for some reason, the night before when we had walked back with Andy Pitcher, it yes. didn't seem that bad. But I also think we had had a lot more alcohol. Yeah, a little warmer. No, I no. no I had like I had a couple drinks at the bar. Yeah, I'd had a couple drinks at the bar on the first night walk, and we basically made the same walk the next day. And I, it was I don't know. I think maybe it just we were less excited. We were tired already. Yeah. Um, it, we had Are struck we out yet? a few times on on <laughs> dinner, but figured it out eventually. Yeah. Man. Yeah, we went to this place called Puesto, and I guess I should have known better. It was right on the block with Nam, but we get there like 8, 8.30, and they say they're not taking um, any more seating requests. They're open to like 11 or midnight. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, I, I was mean, talking to somebody somebody else who was waiting, who we, we all know, and um, he said he'd been waiting there for an hour and a half already. I'd I'm wonder like, how long he'd been waiting. Wow. Yeah, you know, um, they're good tacos. They're good margaritas, but damn, that was a long wait. Jeez. Mm. Well, we got to eat there. That was fun. Um, we, we got to eat there when it wasn't so busy. And I am struggling to think of other things about Nam. Oh, that Bono 
Oh yeah, the fake Bono, and then the actual yeah the 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 fake Bono that we were all pretty much speculating whether it was or wasn't. And I was like, I knew that it definitely wasn't because in the age difference, I was like, this guy is a little bit younger, and his hairline was wrong. Yeah, the hairline. I was just like, but if it was a younger Bono and this guy showed up, he'd be pretty much. I think he'd be passable for someone that doesn't isn't paying attention to Bono what he looks like now. You know. I wasn't sure who I, I knew that it was like supposed to be Bono. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, that's Bono. But when I when I just looked at it, my first reaction was, who's that? Who is that? Is it was it like AI where you like look a little close certain details? No, and then you're honestly, like I, I just wasn't hundred percent positive what celebrity it was supposed to be. hmm Yeah. I don't know. Maybe can you hear that? No. Okay, good. My husband's putting insulation <laughs> in the walls right now, and I think oh, no. something. There's some noises. It's okay. It's okay. It wasn't like a loud thud or anything. So okay. I think I'm I was going to say something scrambling in the walls to get away. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Thankfully, no. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Yes. But we're finally getting our holes patched in our walls. Hooray! Nice. And then I'm getting a new bathroom for my birthday. That's going to be nice. Yes, it will be nice. I'll be paying for it for a long time. Oh, no. Yes, that's the drawback. That's the it drawback. is. It is, but it's going to be worth it. Every, I, I, can, I, can, I know my realtor is just like beside himself. Well, he would be beside himself if he knew we were taking out one of our two bathtubs and replacing it with a walk-in shower. But I'll be damned. I have to live here. I'm going yes, to make yes. it the way I like it. And with all <laughs> of the work we've had on, done on this house, I'm going to live here for a long time. God damn it. My tiny, <laughs> tiny townhouse that is just filled to the brim. <laughs> We're getting rid of some stuff. But um, <laughs> did, what did you do the last day of Nam? I barely saw you. Oh, we saw Stevie Wonder at Nam. Yeah, I was about to mention Stevie Wonder. And I saw him twice. He was with a big entourage. And oh, it yeah. was pretty... It was pretty funny to see, like, he would show up and then a huge crowd would, like, circle around him, like, at a full, like, donut almost. And then, like, we caught him later walking by, like, a whole, like, you know, group that just followed, like, a trail as he passed by. And I was like, oh, look, the herd is on the move. (laughs) Like, it just, like, passed in front of us randomly. And I think there were some (laughs) other people that were like, was that the real Stevie (laughs) because after the Bono everyone was questioning everything that's the real Stevie he's there every year I yeah I I knew he was going to be there and I knew he was going to stop by a specific booth because someone Mm -hmm. at that booth had told me so I was I was really glad that I was there when he was and got to tell Rick my husband who's a big Stevie Wonder fan to get his ass over to that booth (laughs) run immediately (laughs) and did he you were with him. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. he's so cute. I I had abandoned him for a while. I, I went off to film something that I Yeah, we went to go find him. He was up in a second floor with Hondo. So we, we oh, pretty nice. much found him. Yeah. So they, yeah. they had he had company. <laughs> Good. And he said he just was texting me, he's like, it's so quiet. Because I was filming was. something and then I went to the Reaver booth and saw Mallory and walked around with Mallory for a while. And then I saw um, Mark, Sean, Kai, and Charles and walked around with them for a second. 
and uh just couldn't be just you just keep running into people and then you talk to them yeah and you find like, other people and you run into them that, and you talk yep, to that's them. exactly that's exactly what happened it was pretty funny i was i was walking with uh hondo i was walking with charles and then jace no charles uh johnny jason and then also, yeah, Hondo. And one point, Johnny we from walking. Oakland Guitars, yeah, the guitar mm -hmm. store, cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we we're all working together at some point, and we kept like bumping into people. And, like our group started to like fan out and pick more of us up as we were walking the floor. <laughs> so it was so it was pretty funny. And then some of us would break off at like a certain booth, like, "Ooh, I want to check this out." And then we'd lose a few. <laughs> and then I'm trying to find at one point. I saw Haley at one of the, uh, you know, from Rocket Music. Uh, and she was over by like the banjo and we were doing a whole flyby. Hi, bye. And she was like, Oh, hi. And we're like, no, we're on our way to somewhere else. I'm sorry. I'll catch you later. And then like one of, uh, on the Friday before the end of the day, and I was like, I am going to find you. So like I walked around and I intentionally found her. I was like, I had to make sure I had some time with you because I missed you. <laughs> so <laughs> we had like a few. I saw her later, like at the other uh, event that we went to, too. But I was like, I didn't know. So I was like trying yeah. to get everyone. Meanwhile, also, like I got uh, to see Davon Blue Whitaker. He was over also at one of I the doing him. a demo thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we had a lovely, nice conversation, which was really great. And uh, then from there, I was getting caught up in, of course, the Death by Audio booth. And yes. Oh, yeah. I got yeah. to meet Heather and Oliver in person for the great. first time. They actually handed me the disturbance. Mm hmm. Apparently, set your calendars for May 25th. I'm pretty sure they posted that. But obviously, <laughs> people have seen this. I'm pretty sure it's May. I need to check on that, but I think it I is tray shiny. It is Ooh. very chromey. It was like you, can, you took you a can photo see, and it saw. Hey. You can see Joan <laughs> in the reflection. <laughs> That's it's like I'm fucking aching. weird. This is fucking weird. If you're like not watching vlog. the video version of this podcast, I go into about 26 minutes. Go over to YouTube. Go to 26 minutes. And it's so weird. This is how we should do the podcast from now we on. We should. You don't have me here. You just have me in the pedal like I'm an ape talking. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. You're like the genie in my pedal. I do. Yes. Oh my god. Give me three wishes. I'm oh I didn't I I don't think I'm high. But I feel the reflection is yeah, third dimension like it's it's working. I did get some sodas from a company I like, but I'm not supposed to talk about them or I'll get demonetized. Oh, no. So, <laughs> yes, but uh, everyone knows this past week was the 20th of April, and mm -hmm. yes, that kind of stuff is legal where I am. I uh, I I'm on the medical spectrum, so I happen to have a card, and thank God. <laughs> oh my God! One of those parties we went to had those like low dose joints. I'm sorry, those low-dose funny cigarettes. I don't know what to say. I don't care. Demonetize yeah. me. God damn it. Um, <laughs> low-dose funny cigarettes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was, they, those were honestly great. I really liked those. It was like it was like a lower-dose pre-roll. So, you, you know, people people say, today, this stuff is too strong today. And they're probably right <laughs> compared to what they were used to buying underneath the bleachers. <laughs> yeah. You know? But... um. 
I, I, it was just, it was fun. It lets you pace yourself. It was more like, it felt more like drinking a beer than going to outer space. Yes. (laughs) No, it was actually good to see one of those there because it was like any kind of dispensaries or anything was not around Disney, which we were right next to. So of course, like, you know, it's not in sight. (laughs) No. And uh, last time I was in California, I, the delivery but then i realized i was with californians and apparently you need a california license to get delivery from most of the places so the more you know i was just fine not having any anything like that for a few days but it was nice nice surprise (laughs) that party was intense but um we're not going to talk about it but it was interesting there's some cool people very cool mm-hmm. people. Um, got but full, I got the ch- pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, it was just it was just really crowded, a really crowded event. But um, got to talk to catch up with some folk. But uh, I got to go to this little thing that Universal Audio had, and I got to play the Max, which is their preamp compressor. Oh, and nice. I think I'm in love with yeah, yeah. That was so cool. That was so cool. Just take the red knob, turn it all the way up. You can use two compressors at once. It was sick. <sighs> It was so cool. Like they also had that ambient pedal that um, uh, has both feet for Ben Delay. Delverb. Delverb. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think they called it the Delverb. I think it's the Delverb because I think yeah. I've seen like t-shirts and stuff like that. Yes. But yeah, uh, the UA pedals are really cool. Um, and I hope to check them out at some point. Uh, hopefully by GearFest. Last year they were at GearFest and they had a, a board out and um all that stuff so i hope that all comes together this year <laughs> uh we'll see be pretty great yeah um yeah ua let's think so we did that god it was just eventide was great too oh my god there. i yeah we didn't the, talk uh, about that we didn't talk about that on the last nalia, podcast you know, nalia yeah yeah nalia was amazing she was great and like uh what do you call it the uh try sarah chorus i yes. i i am in love with that pedal like this the fact that you can control the left center and right like independently in the stereo field like this is kind of a modulation pedal that i i will gush about for quite a while it is so so good yeah, I don't have that one. I'm familiar with the the algorithms, but I I like that dot nine series. I think it's smart, and it like the H ninety. It solves the problem of I want more than one H nine <laughs> without having to actually get an H nine. So I I mean I think that was really smart. It's like we we were talk. I'm sure we've talked about before how with like the the Strymon Cloudburst that seems like they they might be thinking about Separate. picking up that model a little bit more. So mm. that was that, that just shows just goes to show it's just it's smart. Um I like it. I obviously have uh demos for the Ultra Tap and the Black Hole and I think one other Yeah, I use the uh what do you call it? I think it was Greg that told me about when they had a sale on the site for the black hole, like plugin. Yeah. So I've been using that right. like on vocals and like, ah, uh, it's, it's uh, even just as a plugin, it's really great. I played, I think, I think at the booth, I think they, I did play the one that they had there and yeah, it's just incredible. Yeah. I mean, those are back ordered for a long time. <laughs> yeah, everything. Talk- Why do I feel like we talked about this last week? 
Maybe I just mm. talked about it with a lot of people. That's the other thing. It's dude. a blur. I swear to God. Yeah. Like it's uh yeah, I mean, I know some people said that it was smaller than obviously previous ones, but even for me it being like a first time that I'd ever been there, um, I th- I think the size are great, but still had moments where it was a bit overwhelming with how much was there. And then with seeing other people's timelines and like what they saw, there were so many things I still missed. Like that yeah. I was like, oh, I wish I wish I knew about that. And it was like a huge, like oh, it's like a sp- actual spring reverb, like the tall, almost like a pillar. But mm-hmm. I think it was Oliver by Death by Audio was posted. I think he was playing and it was like really interesting contraption practically and i was like i would have loved to have played that (laughs) yeah totally this week's episode of get offset is brought to you by moog music moog instruments continue to inspire artists and listeners around the world as music technology continues to evolve the company and its employee owners carry on bob moog's devotion to creating innovative tools designed for the musician Moog Music's latest venture is a reimagining of some of its most influential analog instruments of the past for today's audio production workflow. The Moger Foger FX plugins are compatible across all major DAWs on Windows and Mac OS, making the Moog sound more accessible than ever. I use the MF108 Cluster Flux, a flexible processor that can modulate between chorus, flanging, and vibrato in the background track you're listening to right now. I love this effect. It's probably the most used of the plugins uh, for me personally. I even use it in a recent recording project. Learn more about the Mogerfoger FX plugins by clicking the link in the video or podcast description or by visiting software.mogmusic.com. That's software.moggmusic.com. So once again, thank you so much to Moog. Please check out the video description or the show notes for a link to learn more about uh, that suite of uh plugins from moog again i know the ad is over but i use them a lot and i just (laughs) um i think they're some of my favorite plugins probably my most used plugins after the benson um chimera mixed wave plugin and i guess uh benson had some new pedals and things at the la vintage booth we didn't talk about that I didn't get to play them, um, but I did go over and say hey to Chris. I uh, hope to see him this week. I'll be in Portland to see the Hold Steady. But, uh, hmm. you know, so I guess there's a, another fuzz that's fuzzier. I saw heard about a delay. Um, yes. I can't remember if there was another one. I don't know if there was another one, but of course I zero focused in on the delay. Yeah. <laughs> predictably <laughs> oh yeah i mean i've, I've been so hearing great. about that delay for a while i i know that's not it's not ready but i'm, I'm really happy i'm that excited yeah it's made progress and ho- hopefully we'll be out you know soon sometime in the summer yeah i hope so yeah at some mm-hmm. point yeah that's kind of the um that's that's the 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 theme of nam every year is people make jokes that says not available maybe may 
Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe someday. <laughs> yeah, like Donner had the smart guitar that's not available yet. We saw that at the oh, yeah, I saw preview that. day. Mm-hmm. Um, it has like a light up fretboard, which you know I I can I can see that being helpful. Yeah. I I think you you should strive to learn the fretboard without like seeing having dots and lights and stuff. Light bright, but yeah, yeah. But what I thought was really cool about it is that when you you can play something and it can it can create a tab of it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I thought so that was has, so cool. So it has memory of like let's say if you're playing something it has memory I guess of touch and therefore make a tab out of it. Yeah, that's I think that's it. I don't think it actually oh, notates crazy. anything, but yeah. I was just thinking about how like for jam sessions if you're just kind of like like say you have the chord progression out you're trying to like write some riffs or write some solos or write melodies or anything like that to be able to actually not just capture that audio and can go back and listen to it but just more quickly find the exact notes you played or if you have a band member and you want and you're like this is the part that you should play you can just shoot that over to them They, they talked about using it for students and teachers um and things like that but i'm just thinking from like part of the writing process, the collaborative process, uh, just speeding that up because I've, I've used lots of software and things to create tabs. Um, some things work better than others. Ultimately, despite trying some other things, I think going into ultimate guitar, so, so creating a new tab and then just keeping it private is the best way to make tabs for me. And it's, it's a pain in the ass. It is such a pain in the ass, but um, I, I really want to try that. I really, really want to see how that works because everyone tries to make some guitar of the future, but that yeah. was maybe the coolest like tech thing I've seen in a guitar like that. It's like other shit. I, I, I care less, but, hmm. um, that okay. I'm really interested in. I think that could actually be useful. I think that actually solves a problem that really exists instead of solving a problem that no one's ever complained about Cares, because yeah. you're a tech bro, not a guitar person. You look for a problem to solve without really understanding your audience. And I am kind of talking about one specific brand, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> By the way, did you hear that Chaos Audio was at NAMM this year? Yes, 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 yes. So when we first talked about Chaos Audio, I'm not even sure you were on the podcast yet. No. But no, I wasn't, but I listened. <laughs> it's just one of those another one of those pedals where you load effects onto it and from like a library. And I don't know if you can change between them if there's like presets. That wasn't our beef with the company, other than I do think that's a dangerous idea and that what happens when and it's a win for it, it, it is when it's not even if your business doesn't fold, which it might because a lot of startups do. Mm. How are people's devices could potentially age out of this? What if someone has an old phone? And you just decide to stop supporting it one day because it costs too much money to support shit that old. Yeah. Then they, they're stuck with a brick or they have to buy a new phone. It's just like that kind of stuff because it yeah, is I don't like that. Yeah. At some point for some customers, even if you're the most successful product company, like guitar product company in history, if you if that is how your stuff works, yeah. it will it will it will have a failure someday. So that's my beef with that. But our our biggest beef with them 
was they had hired someone who's not very well regarded in the industry because of some, you know, alleged practices. Uh, like I can speak from my own experience and say I've I like bought things from this company that I never received. And I know lots of people who bought things from this company and they never received them. The company was called Gear Supply Company and they were very successful um, by rebranding Everly Rockers and other, you know, no name products. Uh, (laughs) And their slogan was basically that they cut out the middleman. I'm like, but they are literally a middleman. You are taking... Another product, you're buying it at wholesale price, you're putting new logos on it, and you're reselling it. Completely legal, very fine that a lot of businesses do this, but it's a lie to say that you're cutting out the middleman in in this scenario. You're more of a middleman than Sweetwater at that point. Yeah. So that, that that was part of it. The other thing was, and please forgive me if you've been familiar with the gear industry for a long time a lot of people don't know this stuff because it did happen like in 2015 2016 2017 uh they had a kickstarter launch for guitar pedals and i this is the last kickstarter i ever gave to because Mm. it was just the last time i was willing to have my money push back push back push back no delivery burned yeah, and it, I think it's not my favorite thing when uh, companies that are, you know, real companies do Kickstarters for new products. It's one thing to do an Indiegogo to raise money for something very specific and have an already successful company, and you're just like, I just need mm-hmm. a little bit of cash flow. I'd rather go to you than a bank. I'd rather go to humans than a bank. They yeah, so basically there were pedals. They never got delivered, most of them. Maybe 25 got made total. And I don't yeah. even think of each effect. I think way fewer Ouch. than that. Yeah, so, I remember. Yeah. yeah, so I didn't get some things that I was supposed to get personally. And there was never any restitution for this. Nobody ever got their money back. Uh, they basically, Chaos Audio hired that guy. <laughs> and uh everyone everyone questioned that decision as well (laughs) everyone did and the owner i think now he understands how defensive he got about all that and i think probably how much he really didn't understand the community because gear supply company made a big name for themselves by putting themselves into these communities namely worship guitarist communities that's a lot. That's a big market, man. That's a big market to then Huge. go and hire someone who literally robbed from them. And then other people in the community saying stuff like, have grace, man. Have grace. Who are we to judge? That kind of shit. Well, he's <laughs> robbing you all blind. Not yeah. quite, but like he's still stealing from you. Yeah, so that not, not a great business move. I think he's trying to come back from that, which is admirable. Does he still work with them? No. The founder works with the company, but the guy from Gear Supply Company, apparently not. Okay. Well, maybe maybe that might be good direction. Yeah, I think that's a good start. <laughs> I still... 
I still don't think it's the pedal for me. No, probably not. And man, they, they put one in outer space too, which I always think is like, why would you spend your money doing that? Yeah, that makes no sense to me either. And it's rather wasteful, really. I talked to another, you know, now, great. Now you're pedal space drunk. <laughs> yeah, always going to, you know, turn into a meteor. <laughs> a meteor. <laughs> Dude, Just... like, are we paying money for the privilege of littering in outer space? <laughs> oh, my God, we are. <laughs> Next space, SpaceX mission. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, space junk, dude. <laughs> it's a real thing. You can't now, hear tone in space. <laughs> oh my god. I know like one of Elon Musk's cars is space junk. I talked to another guitar company at NAM. They were sitting a guitar into space. Why? I, why? You're not even the first person who's done this stunt. Like, why it's a stunt. So I don't I I'm I'm getting into my marketing brain. I just don't think yeah, it's a good idea. Why? <laughs> Do you, don't anybody getting that idea? Don't, don't, please don't. Don't do it, man. Don't litter. Don't pay like a lot. Like how, I'm gonna Google how this much bucket. money? Like how much money are we shipping a pedal into space? How for? much money does do you it know how cost many, to <laughs> send something? How many kids could have guitars with that kind of money? I know. Just give it to a kid. <laughs> Just give it to a kid. <laughs> Oh my god. Send my stuff to space.com as a website. <laughs> no. And I, this is just a, a Google featured snippet, so maybe this is correct. <laughs> it costs ten thousand dollars to put a pound of payload into Earth orbit. But why? <laughs> but like, why? It does not compute, but why? Like $10,000, even also like a, a startup pedal company. Why are you throwing $10,000 to space when you probably should put that towards making a good product? <laughs> like, what? It looks like it Someone might cost... Someone has too much money on their hands. <laughs> it looks like it might cost 1000 with SpaceX. Hey, it's Emily, the editor of the podcast here. Uh, I looked it up and it looks like Chaos Audio actually sent their pedal into space via something like a weather balloon. This is much more affordable and you generally attach a GPS unit to whatever you're sending up into the stratosphere and then you go pick it up later. So uh, yeah, much more affordable, not contributing to space junk. Still, you know, just a marketing stunt, harmless. But it was it ten thousand with NASA. Better. It doesn't really, man. No. Is that why Elon Musk wants to send shit into space so he can dump it there? Oh wait, then he'll have like a whole garbage cleaning. Like he'll be the he's one creating, to facilitate he's, that. He's creating jobs. <laughs> he is. See, there it is. We have found the reason why creating oh, jobs. God. In space, in Mars, <laughs> somewhere. It's very lucrative. I, <laughs> I wouldn't pay five dollars to send something to create space garbage. <laughs> a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars per pound of the payload. You think about the guitar was probably about ten pounds. <laughs> yeah, I. 
Yeah, I don't think this that. person hires demo artists either. And I have to tell you, no. I, you could buy a lot of demo artists time. They, yes. Yes, they could. Dollars. And people would actually, who play guitar, would actually see it. Yeah, not, not whatever's floating in space. Oh this God. is a guitar advertised only to Tesla employees. It's available <laughs> only to Tesla employees. $250 deposit, just like the cars. Where no one can hear your tone in space. Oh. <laughs> Dude. I think he just unlocked it. You know. Space. Where space. no one can hear your tone. <laughs> no one can hear your clean tone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I want to talk about I want to talk about what? the yes. Heather Brown Electronicals. Yes. Spirit in the Sky. That's it is, so good. It is a fuzz and it is a tremolo. You can turn the tremolo on or off. Um, but the fuzz is either there or not. But it's also, it could be completely clean because there's a clean blend and a boost on the clean channel. And the uh, tremolo has rate depth controls and you can go from sine to square wave and pretty much anywhere in between. But what I think is the coolest thing about this pedal is with along with the clean blend, you can choose which channel the tremolo is on because the clean and the dirty they they go in parallel, not in series. So you can hmm. pick where it land, and cool. and that can create some really cool textures. I think the more like normal kind of sound thing to do would be to have the tremolo with the fuzz, but when you put it on the clean, it it creates a very subtle weirdness and like the, the whole preset that she has for that is called subtle weird. And at first I was like, well, I, yeah, you can't place what's weird about it. But what I think it is, is that hmm. you're used to hearing like the, the tremolo after the fuzz. You're not used, used to hearing it on the clean because normally you would do like a wet dry kind yeah. of rig if you're getting like that sort of effect. But then th that would be part that, that you're, it's like a wet, wet, but two different wets in a little bit of a way. So then they converge at the end. It's hard to explain, but it, I think it's just really like, great. Yeah. It's just not what you expect. And um, I got to say, that's my favorite pedal I've played in a, in a while. Like it, not even for lack of other good pedals, but it was, it was fun. It was exciting. And I've played like a bunch of cool, exciting pedals lately. Like it's, there, it's been bountiful out there, but this spirit in the sky, man, it's it's killer. She she nailed it with this one. Yeah, I remember when we were in Am, like you get talking about it in passing and being excited about it, and uh, also in watching like when the demos like came out. Um, I saw the I saw yours, and of course I saw the other one that came out, and. It it's really Andy, was exciting, Martin. We yeah. can say he's great. Yeah, it was Andy. No, it was great. Uh, at least from yours, I I remember mentioning it. I could definitely hear in one of the passings of the effects and the settings that you had it at. I could definitely hear Pepper from like Butthole Surfers, and like <laughs> in some of the fluctuation of the fuzz and the tremolo and the pacing that it had. And I was like, oh, I, I, it sounds very similar to that. And in Andy's demo, I definitely heard like 
heavy by Collective Soul at one point, the way the fuzz and the tremolo kind of came in. It was really short and quick. And I was like, oh, you could really get some good stuff uh, with that. So I was like, yep, I am adding this to my list that keeps changing order, but (laughs) my long list that just keeps, yeah. (laughs) No, I mean, it's it's a killer pedal. Um, I I plugged it in before Nam just to make sure mm-hmm. it worked yeah. and I was super busy and should not have been dicking around with stuff. <laughs> I spent an embarrassing amount of time playing it and I was like, oh man, uh, I really should have been doing pretty much anything else right now, but I had a, I had a lot of fun, a lot of fun procrastinating with this thing unintentionally. So Spirit in the Sky, it's available only on Reverb. There's, there's a general Reverb affiliate link in the video description. Use it if you want. I get a little bit back, but not a lot. <laughs> so always appreciate it when someone uses the affiliate links. Um, Thank you. Always understand when they don't. And I don't judge you either way. Wow. Mm-hmm. I have sold $49 and stuff on Reverb today. <laughs> okay. Thumbs up. I get... 48 cents of that 49 cents of that Mm. that's okay um i mean listen reverb can't do as big of an affiliate rate because they're not they don't have as big of a profit margin so as far as like a percent of what they're sharing with me it's kind of a lot of the percent that they get so i'm not going to complain about it Mm -hmm. it is always nice to see people using these tools (sighs) yeah cool um well i think I've talked about Nam as much as I can talk about Nam. <laughs> I think the only one thing remaining, I guess, that I could mention about Nam is uh, I have been looking at pickups for quite a bit because oh. uh, the Freya is pretty much uh, I'm waiting for that to be made by Meredith. So I needed to look at pickups. Uh, so I kind of narrowed it down that I wanted to get some rail hammers. So in going to Nam, I know they had Reverend guitars there and I wanted to try the Z ones. Um, I was able to try it and yeah, I definitely am going to go with those and I'm excited because Meredith just told me she has started putting the body together for my Freya. So I'm excited. Nice. You're going to love it. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm excited. (laughs) I was, I was playing mine a lot yesterday. I think I'm going to play it at the gig on Mayfest. So if you're in Seattle and you want to go to a festival, I'm playing with Carly Calbero. Mayfest at the crocodile Belltown bloom. Come see me there. Um, If you're going to be seeing the whole study in Portland this week, so am I. Come say hi and go to the Saturday thing. I hear it's going to be really great. Uh, Tad and Steve are giving a talk. They're going to nerd out about guitar stuff with you. And it's (laughs) going to be a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, that's, that's all I have. Um, Thanks again, Joe. Thanks for coming to Nam with me. I'm sorry. Your trip back was a nightmare. But nope. yep. Yep. I'm here. I'm alive. I'm alive. You're alive. Here you are. <laughs> well, uh, thanks again to Moog and to everybody out there. Thanks for watching and or listening. Thanks for understanding and thanks for all your support. We really appreciate it. And uh till next time. Uh yeah, until next time. My name is Emily. Support us on Patreon, Patreon.com dot dot slash get offset. Merch at get offset podcast.com slash shop. 
Uh, super chats are cool. Thanks's are cool. High five. Nothing is also cool. <laughs> Affiliate links especially cool. Please use those. Yeah. Until next time, my name is Emily. I'm Joan of Heart. Goodbye. Be seeing you. <laughs>